With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to Big 12 Football and Beyond. I am Chris Landry taking you through the day that was in college football and the week that was in the Big 12. Hope you are safe and doing well. We are going to discuss, uh, again, some of the discussions uh, that are going on around the league where, and, and nationally about uh, – where we are, scheduling, possibilities of the season. Can't get away from that. I try every day to do so. Questions keep coming in. Um, thoughts keep coming in. Conversations keep taking place. So we'll address a few things and then get on to uh, some big recruiting news uh, around the big recruiting news around the Big 12 this week. In fact, the biggest of the biggest news. In fact, I'll say this. The two biggest news – Saval in in um, in recruiting this week was a player the Big Twelve got from the state of Texas, and a player the Big Twelve lost along with some SEC schools to Florida State um, from the state of Texas. So we'll get into that as well. Uh, a reminder that to get the most in-depth information around the world of college football in the NFL, only one place to go: LandryFootball.com. It's where you can not only get the inside scoop, what's going on around the coaching scene, what coaches are talking about, about their players, their workouts, which right now are virtual, their meetings. It's a little bit of a different offseason in that regard. Certainly recruiting. You know, we've got now over 600 more commitments at this time, mid-May, than we did last year at this time. And that's going to create a very, very intriguing uh, dynamic um, from a recruiting standpoint. So we're going to get, um, uh, you know, a lot of decommitments. Um, and, you know, that's going to create for a very hectic fall as if we not had a hectic spring to go along with it. Um, we've got a lot. We've got all that information, certainly our recruiting boards, our draft boards, our uh, roster analysis around college football, our NFL roster analysis and position analysis. 
We got it all for you. Peeking, taking a peek behind the curtain, giving you the inside information around the college and pro game that you can't get anywhere else. We'll get you prepared for the football season. We'll get you prepared for the rosters, knowing that's going to be uh, the key to having a good feel for the season. Now, this season is going to look a little different, and we'll get into that in a second. Also, since we are dealing in such a very hectic economy and time, it's, I think, all the more important to reach out to someone that's an expert in that field to help guide you to make sure that you're on uh, the right path to um, achieving your financial goals, making the right decisions, understanding what's going on. So very important. So very, very important this time of year to do that. And uh, the folks we recommend is 401k generation. They have been part of our family for a while. They are licensed in all 50 states. They are the experts in 401ks. Certainly can help you with any money management issues that you might have. Uh, Again, licensed in all 50 states. You can reach them at 1-866-998-5879. So check them out today. So, Here's the latest that we've got going on is the discussions about, um, I think it's centered around the California school systems announcing that they are canceling the fall semester. It's going to be all online, not canceling. It's the right terminology. Students will not be going to campus in the California school system. A couple of things to understand. Why did they do it? They did it. Now, people are very critical of them because they're doing it too soon. We're May 14th, and they're discussing something in August. They are deciding, based upon the fact that it would cost them $25 million to pay for testing to secure the safety of the students on campus. They've made the conclusion that they can't afford that and that it would be, well, yes, safer in their eyes, but apparently more economically feasible to charge for whatever they're going to charge for online classes uh, and deal with it that way. It, it does not shut down the athletic programs or preclude those football programs from coming up with a solution conference-wide to go forth with a plan to play football. I'm not saying that they will. I'm not saying that they won't. Um, It does bring about, and I do think that the timing of it's intriguing because it is early. I mean, why not make that decision into the summer? I do understand that it really depends upon when you have to submit your application to enroll in the school. I do think it's a little disingenuous for some administrators to give the illusion that they're going to fully expect to have the students on campus. They're they're simply doing that so that they can get as many deposits as possible with, quite frankly, no knowledge, no real knowledge and understanding or definitive word as to whether they can have kids on campus this fall. So, you know what, I I do agree with the criticism that it's a little bit too soon 
for the California systems to be making the decision, but it's also disingenuous for any college administrator to give the illusion, because that's what they're doing. No one's saying we're definitely having them. It's we expect to have them. They are parching their words. No one knows for certain, because just like you can't say for certain what is going to be in August, positively or negatively, you you can't go one way or the other. So I think that there is a couple of ways to look at that. Now, what does it mean, again, for potentially other schools in California? The Pac-12 schools are not affected by this. They're not under the California system. Um, but it could give some indication that the people that are perhaps advising them from a health standpoint could also be advising um, Pac-12 schools. So what does it really mean uh, at this point? It's just the next step, and we're going to get into further and further steps where certain universities, administrators are going to be making decisions I think we're going to see some of it in, in June and then certainly in July, more of it. Um, but I don't think there's anything definitive. I think that everyone's looking for any clue and to try to build off of that. But I think it's still early. What I can tell you is that there have been discussions, um, contingency plans being made by a lot of conference members. They are discussing amongst each other. Look, if we have opponents that can't play for whatever reason. And we find ourselves in a mutual situation where we're looking to fill a game. How about let's maybe consider putting a game. For example, TCU and Alabama have had discussions about TCU replacing USC if USC can't play. They're not looking to do anything, but at some point, USC is going to have to decide as an institution whether they can do it, as will Alabama or anybody else. Um, And then the next step would be if one cannot play is whether a substitute game can be put in. Um, We'll see how that plays out. But right now, the USC officials, Mike Bone, the athletic director, is vehemently denied that they're – you know, not going to play, they fully intend to play. All the comments, and I find it comical that people take it as, oh, they fully intend to play. They're going to play. No, no, no. I fully intend to play is just they're planning on playing. They haven't given the word. I keep expressing to people, you know, all the time, it's really not going to be made by university presidents. It's it's just going to be guided by the states and their health officials. That's really what's going to decide it. The other issues that I think is going to take place is just the dealing with how to manage and keeping guys healthy. Those are things we're going to get into a little bit more. But uh, I can tell you that there are contingency plans being made, and we'll, we'll see how this plays out. I think we're going to see, I would expect, the SEC hadn't announced it. The Big 12 has. The SEC has the biggest media day for them. Uh, I would expect that's going to be virtual. 
In fact, I, I would almost guarantee it would be beyond stupid for it to be anything otherwise. The Big 12 has announced that there's going to be a virtual format for their media day. Um, I'm not a big media day person, but it is a way to kind of get folks excited and talked about the league. But it's going to be real interesting because at that point, how many of the questions are going to be about your football team coming back? And it's just going to create a different dynamic, folks. It's going to be a unique season. It will not go off or look or feel or smell or sound like anything that we normally see. It's just hope we have some football to watch and evaluate and follow. I tell you what's been affected a great deal, and I've talked about it on this show several times. It's the impact on recruiting. The amount of early commitments. You realize they're over 600 again. Repeat, 600 more commitments this time of year than there were last year at this time. So we're setting up for a very busy fall of decommitments because you know if things loosen up or things heat up, you're going to get some. a lot of those guys change your mind. Who can hold on to their really good classes? Who could finish strong? Going to be real interesting. Speaking of commitments, maybe a couple of these guys that we um, – you know, a little bit surprised on. The biggest news in the conference, I think, not just recruiting, was the verbal commitment from five-star running back Zachary Evans. Remember him? Now, we're on to the 2021 class. The 2020 class is put to bed, save for a few exceptions like Cedric, uh, Cedric Zachary Evans. The long, tumultuous recruiting cycle of Zach Evans. Florida, Florida State, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Texas, Texas A&M, Georgia, originally where he's going to go. Backed off of that. Uh, The Houston native surprised a lot of folks with deciding to go with TCU. Let me remind you, even though it's class of 2020, as of the taping of this show, the national letter of intent hadn't been signed. And until that's signed, or if it has been, um, or will be by the time this drops, um, it's not official. But it is significant in that it is the 2020, meaning he's ready to report to campus whenever we can report to campus. Be curious to see and follow his career. If it will calm down, relative to what his recruitment was. Now, the biggest news in recruiting this week for the 2021 class was Florida State coming in and getting a verbal from an outstanding four-star cornerback, Connor Washington. Uh, Texas never was really in it for the youngster from Katy, Texas. He is a big-time playmaker with the ball in the air. I think he's got... Uh, advanced instinctive qualities. Um, he's a ball hawk. He is a top 150 overall prospect in this 2021 class. He's yet to visit Florida State. Um, so we'll see. This is one of them. Can they hold on to him? No, LSU, strong after him. Ohio State, Auburn. 
Uh, he did like Arkansas, Ole Miss, Virginia Tech, and Oklahoma. But Florida State comes in, gets a verbal from him. Again, this is a big-time prospect, a big-time get for Mike Norvell. Um, and I think the story is that they got him. The next story is can they hold on to him until December? And then maybe the sub-bar store to it is the fact that Texas never really in it. He wasn't even in the – they weren't even in the mix for him. Interesting there. Now, a guy that they're in the mix for, and if they weren't in the mix for him, we'd have a real story. But I do believe that five-star tackle in the 2021 class, Tommy Brockermeyer, I think he's a Longhorn for life. He was born a Longhorn. His, his dad, Blake, is a former Longhorn, played in the 90s. Um, his twin brother, Tommy's one of the better center prospects in the class. So we'll see. Um I do know that Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Clemson are also in the mix. They could get both of them. Can Texas reel them in? I, it, it just, to me, this is one that Texas needs to nail down, both of them. And if they can't, it makes you wonder a little bit about what are they able to do. Because right now, there's no question in the state A&M is – doing the better job of recruiting between the two schools. Not that Tom Herman's not done a good job. He's just not done the job that he needs to do to get that program back where it needs to be. Some transfer news around the league uh, this week. Former Baylor freshman, cornerback Jody Barron, has transferred to Texas. Um, He signed on with the Bears as a four-star recruit back in December. Didn't last long. He uh, requested his release. Um, this, you know, uh, he was recruited by Matt Rule. So, um, that'll be, you know, interesting to see. This guy's a, this guy's a player and it's a good get for the horns. Also, Texas got a transfer, um, officially done, uh, from Michigan redshirt junior wide receiver, Tarek Black. We've talked about before. I think this kid's a really good player and injuries only slowed him down. I think he can help a great deal. Um, for the Longhorns. Uh, and former Texas Tech redshirt junior tight end Tyler Carl has transferred to Hawaii as a graduate. He's a converted defensive uh, lineman, played mostly as an H-back, um, 6'4", 240, tight end. Um, former Oklahoma redshirt senior defensive end Mark Jackson has transferred to TCU as a graduate. He entered the transfer portal back in January, so he's not moving very far. 6'1", 239, played just four games last year. Uh, got in Lincoln Riley's dow, um, doghouse. Uh, it's a good, talented uh, player for TCU. Um, former Kansas redshirt senior wide receiver Evan Ferris has transferred to Virginia Tech as a graduate. He entered the portal back in February. Uh, the three-star recruit. He's got good hands. Can play um, immediately. So it's a it's a um, nice get for Virginia Tech. Kansas State. On to recruiting news, Kansas State receiver verbal from three-star cornerback Omar Daniels. Uh, six feet, 180. Um, it was uh, K-State, Memphis, Colorado, Arkansas State. Just received his offer from um, on May 4th. And it hasn't visited the program, but was impressed enough to offer these um, or accept the commitment from Chris Kleiman and his staff. Uncommitted four-star running back Justin Johnson had uh, an official visit to West Virginia scheduled for the weekend of June 12th. 
Um, uh, he likes the program. We'll see if by then they can uh, get in and have visits. It looks like at this point we are in a little bit of a dead period. Um, so the NCAA will make the decision. Uh, now, that's not going to be decided by state. Now, that's the recruiting rules are going to be decided by the NCAA, and they will give a mandate of when to extend or lift the debt period. Baylor received a verbal from three-star wide receiver Roderick Daniels, uh, deciding between uh, Baylor and SMU, 5'9", 160-pound uh, quick guy, top 100 player in the state of Texas, uh, good playmaker. Uncommitted five-star quarterback Caleb Williams. We've talked a lot about him. Um, I think it's a strong lean, particularly with Garrett Nussmeyer going to LSU, which was expected. I think Caleb Williams was going to Oklahoma. I still think he's going to Oklahoma. He's a top 15 overall prospect in this class. So I think that's how it's going to play out. We shall see, though. Uncommitted four-star linebacker Clayton Smith. Um is released his top six lists, and among it are two Big 12 schools, Oklahoma and Texas, along with Oregon, Florida State, Kentucky, and LSU. Got to really be impressed by what uh, Florida State's doing recruiting in the state of Texas. It's been really impressive to see them have some impact there. Texas received the verbal from three-star linebacker Maurice Blackwell. Uh, only a three-star guy, but a good-looking player. I know Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, are really high on. I think he's misgraded there. I think he's a guy because of his size. I think he's a safety type of build, um, and I think he's got the speed to be an impact on that side of the ball. Uh, a few more notes. Um, today's show, some miscellaneous stuff with guys that are returning. Texas Tech redshirt sophomore Xavier White, the receiver, expected to shift to running back uh, prior to the cancellation of practice. I'm curious to see how that plays out. He's so dynamic with the football. They want to play him a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. We'll see how this plays out and what they're able to do with him. Without a spring, this is one thing I wanted to bring out, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it. This is applicable at a lot of places. When you have a situation with a player that's got some ability, but you want to move him, you want to move him in the spring. If you don't have the spring to move them, that development's really um, retarded. Uh, that growth really is is limited. Uh, so a guy like this is one we need to watch, Avery White at, at Texas Tech. I wanted to give some love to Texas uh, San Antonio and Texas El Paso, a couple of receivers that I think are really good. Um, Texas San Antonio sophomore wide receiver, Zachary Franklin, is a really good player coming back for them. He's 6'1", 185. Uh, very productive last year. He averaged um, uh, four yards a catch. Very good in the open field. Uh, really good player. And then Justin Garrett, the redshirt senior wide receiver from Texas El Paso, six feet, 195. Um, played particularly in the slot. He was the top target for them. Really, really good player. And then finally, Judah Hubbard. We've, uh, we've tooted his horn quite a bit, but the Oklahoma State redshirt junior running back. Um, I don't know how many people know this. Um, but he's from Canada, and he received the John Cornish Trophy, which is an award that goes to the top college football player from Canada. He beat out, uh, for this past year, he beat out Notre Dame wide receiver Chase Claypool, who's from British Columbia, Neville Gallimore, the Oklahoma defensive tackle, Oklahoma State linebacker, um, Amen Ogobagi, 
and uh, Ohio quarterback Nathan Rourke. Those are the, the best guys there. Hubbard is a, considered a, a uh, Heisman candidate and I think a potentially high draft pick in next year's draft. So we're excited to see what he can do. Hey, uh, we're excited to talk college football with you each and every day, and tomorrow we're going to be back talking uh, Pac-12 football and beyond. We'll recap the latest in college football at the top nationally and then recap the week that was inside the Pac-12 Reminder to flip on over to the Pro Football Show as we talk about all the latest in the pro game. Um, so make sure that you check that out. Uh, also a reminder, check out our great friends at 401k Generation. They're the experts in financial planning. They're licensed in all 50 states. So give them a call at one 866 998 We appreciate you joining us. Uh, flip on over to the Pro Football Show. And uh, we'll talk to you there, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on Pac-12 Football and Beyond. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.